Good morning, Bridge City Church, Murraysville. How y'all doing today? Y'all doing good? Come on, you having a good time today? Come on, I'm having a great, great time. Love that worship set. How many of y'all enjoyed that prayer time we just did? If you're listening at home or wherever you are, we just had a great prayer time, just meeting needs and encouraging people. And I believe God has something specific to say to you. Here we are launching a brand new series entitled Renewed. That's right, Renewed. And I believe that these uh, next weeks together are going to have the power to really change and transform your thinking. How many of y'all know that you could use a new way to think? How many of you believe that the person sitting next to you could use a new way to think? I see those hands. Come on, somebody. I recently uh, made a trip uh, to St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, and knowing that we were going there, I had, I had some anxiety. It wasn't because of the sun. It wasn't because my daughter was getting married. It was because in St. Thomas, you drive on the left side of the road. And knowing this, going there, it was like, I was like pretty amped about that. Because I knew that it was going to take a whole new thinking. As a matter of fact, we got a rental car. I'm driving and like, and I'm like, everybody in the car, don't talk to me. <laughs> like for any of those that you know me, like whenever I say don't talk to me or I can't talk, it's a big deal. And so we're driving on the left side of the road, and I am like focused. I am like locked in, left side, left side. And then every intersection we came up to, I had to think through how we're going to go right. I had to think through that now I can make a left on red. I had to think through, even when I'm going straight, I got to stay on the left side. Don't go over to the right. See, I had to think through every single step of the way because my mind had a new way to think. Now, this is what happens in our Christian life. We go through most of life just driving on the right side with our brain, thinking a certain way. And then we meet Jesus and we cross the bridge and he gives us a new way of thinking and now we have to learn to drive on the left side of the road. So what would happen if in every one of our lives, if we said every intersection of my life, every decision, every turn that I thought through with a new way of thinking, what would happen if we as believers would say, and we Christians would say, you know what, I need to think differently because the way God thinks and the way I think are far apart. Is anybody with me? See, most Christians meet Jesus and they want to become a follower of Jesus, but they go their entire lives and never learn a new way to think. They add Jesus to their Sunday morning. They even add Caleb to a couple minutes a week, but they never really add, I need to think differently. And listen, if you want to think differently, if you're after a new thought pattern and you're after a new attitude, then this is for you. And if you will follow along in these four weeks, I believe God is going to begin the process. Notice I said begin, not complete. He's going to begin the process of giving you a whole new way to think about God. A whole new way to think about others because that's what we're going to have to do. There's two questions that affect every aspect of our lives. There's two questions. Here they are. 
what do you believe about God, what is your theology, and what do you believe about yourself? These two questions will affect every decision you make. They'll affect every intersection you go through in life, every turn you make. They'll affect your marriage. They'll affect your parenting. They'll affect the way that your parents parent you. That's right, they will. It'll affect every aspect. And so what the enemy wants to do is dismantle who is God to you and who are you to God. Just about every song we sang this morning was all about who we are in Christ and who God is. Every song, and I believe many of us want to sing the song, God, you're good. But the problem is we're having trouble believing God is good. We're having trouble believing that. Where does that come from? Why does that come? Why do we think that way? So we're going to jump into Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, and we're going to go all the way to verse 24, and then we're going to unpack this new way to think. Are you ready? You look scared. Come on, are you ready? Come on, are you ready? Come on, come on. Listen, I'm telling you, your marriage is about to change. What I'm about to share with you, and what it, it took me years and years to get, but it, it changed my marriage. It changed the way I led. It changed the way I treat people. It changed actually the way people treat me. Now, I want you to catch that. It's going to change everything about you if you can catch what the Word of God communicates here. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, the Apostle Paul is writing. Typically, the Apostle Paul writes the first I'm not going to say exactly half, but typically the first portion of what the Apostle Paul writes is about doctrine, theology. Then he goes to the practicum. Practically, what does this mean? So he switched over from chapters 1 through 3, which is good theology about who we are, and he's going into chapter 4 about what does this mean to us. With the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, For they are hopelessly confused, their minds full of darkness, they wander far, they wander far from the life of God gives because they have closed their minds and hardened their hearts against him. What this word closed in in, in a hardened mind really means is callousness. Did you ever have a callous? It, 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 it's, an, it's an area of, of your body that just because of a constant irritation, it becomes hardened and you can't feel anymore. It can become swelled up. It becomes hardened, am I right? You can't feel it. In many people, because of their perceptions of others and their perceptions of God, they, they, what they do is we get calloused because of certain things happened in our life that have hardened our hearts and our minds against God and we don't even realize it. And, and there's callousness, callouses that we have in our life. That's what they are. And so what they turn into is, I can't change. I'll never change. Don't raise your hand, but I believe a lot of people here have, have believed that. I can't change. I'm always going to be alone. Nobody would ever love me. My marriage is a wreck. It'll never change. I'm all, I'll never get out of debt. God can't trust me. God blesses everybody else but not me. This is a callousness that comes into our thinking because of a constant irritation and a perception that we have. Have any of you felt any one of those things? Anyone? Yeah. Yeah, because we do. We, we, they're in our lives here. But who you are today is a result of your thoughts from yesterday. 
Who you are today is a result of yesterday's thoughts. And who you're going to be tomorrow is a result of your thoughts. Now, you may think, oh, Pastor, you're just getting into, into some intellectual mindset thing of I think I can, I think I can. No, it's spiritual. Your mindsets and thoughts are spiritual here. Change your thinking, change your life. We all have, we all have preconceived ideas. Ephesians 4.19, for they have no sense of shame. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But that isn't what you learned about Christ. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. What he's saying here is, is you need to throw off your thinking that comes from the right side and start going to the left side and learn a new way of thinking. Because he's communicating here the, the culture, they were learning Christ in their minds, but just learning information, it wasn't resulting in transformation. They were being ruled by their feelings rather than the word of God. What the apostle Paul is communicating here, you didn't learn Jesus that way. So the way that you really truly learned who he is, live that way. And there's this war that goes on in our minds because we're, we're, we want to fit into the United States of America, Western culture. Most of us in this room, most people are actually more American than they are Christian. Most people go through their whole entire life, go to church, but they never get out of American thinking into, into Christianity. Because the culture dictates to us how we think. And what we're trying to do is adapt Jesus into our culture rather than saying, Jesus, we're going to change to fit into your culture. See, there's a big difference here. Most people don't, I'm telling you, most Christians, it breaks my heart as a pastor to watch so many people go through their entire life and never get this. Never get how God can change and transform you. And we can get rid of the false impressions, the deceptions. So here it is, verse 23. This is the key verse. You're going to hear it every week. Every week, verse 23. Instead, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. How many of y'all know that's easier said than done? Come on. Am I right? He's saying, and don't, don't go back to the, your culture. Don't live like the way everybody else lives in, in a good old USA. We got to think different because we need God to change our attitudes and our thoughts. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Do you know what this word renewed means? It means sanctified reasoning. You know what we could use, use some? We could use some sanctified reasoning. Am I right? See, this, is, this, this word's only used once in the whole New Testament. Only once here. It's new levels of spiritual comprehension. And what this is, is when you receive Jesus' Jesus's forgiveness on the cross, and Jesus becomes the leader of your life, he gives you, a, you're born again. He gives you a new heart, a new life. Amen. This is a sanctified reasoning. This is a divine renewal. And it's in our mind, it's our God-given capacity to think. Mental capacity to ref reflect reflective thinking. It's, it's, it's where we, we discern God's thoughts through faith. Do you know what's wrong with our faith nine times out of ten? 
in our mind. No, it's in our mind. Trusting God, it, 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 it's in our head. It's like, it's, it's all up here. I know I should trust God. I know I should believe him. I know he's more than enough. But up here, I'm all mixed up. How many of y'all can relate to that? I spent most of my life all mixed up. This has been a process for years and decades of my life to unwrap my old thinking and get a new thinking. Thank God I'm doing better now than I, than I was before. Every day I'm moving more and more in the processes of God. That's what this renewal is. It's that sanctification. It's divinely renewed. Like we're going to have water baptisms coming up next week. And if you've never been water baptized, fully submerged, we want you to get back to connection point. Sign up. We want you to be water baptized because this is an outward sign, not only that your spirit's been renewed, that now you're telling everybody, I'm driving on the left side of the road. See, that's what you're saying, sir. I'm, going to, I'm driving on the left. I'm not driving the way I used to drive. I'm not driving the way culture drives. I'm not driving the way everybody in the United States drives. I'm going to drive according to the way God drives. Amen. See, that's what you're saying. It's an outward sign. And we're going to celebrate that next week. We want you to get signed up. We're going to have a celebration that you have a new mindset too. Because there's a war in our minds. There's an absolute Total all-out war. But you cannot change what you don't confront. You cannot change what you don't confront. What's the first step towards change? Admitting you have a problem. Until you admit you got a problem, you can't change. So we come to God... And we, we meet Jesus. We say, Jesus, I want you to be a forgiver of my past. I want you to be the leader of my future. Oh, God, I, I want, I, God, I want you to change my life. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. How many of y'all think that's a great thing? I want to go to heaven. I want you to go to heaven. Because heaven, we believe in a real heaven and a real hell. If you do, it changes everything about your life. And so we come to God, but the problem is, is we come with baggage. And we come with all these things that, it, that we drag along with us and we take everywhere we go. We have all this stuff in our lives. And so not only that, many of you just walk straight from your car, but spiritually, what many people do when they come to church, they keep running back to their car and they keep bringing some more bags. And then... can't forget that one. And then we'd say, well, this one's not too bad. I can pick this one up. But being unwanted's not bad. And we come with all this baggage. The problem is, is carrying all this baggage is heavy to go get, carry everywhere with you all the time. Am I right? But the problem is, is we're not admitting we got some baggage and there's a war going on. Because we all got baggage. As a matter of fact, if I would go around the room and, and you were to check in your baggage, like we were going on, a, we were taking a flight, we would be piling the baggage up. Oh, I'm sure there'd be baggage all piled up. It would be piled up so high, it'd be all the way to the ceiling. How many of y'all realize that? How many of y'all would have a couple bags? How many of you would pay extra just to carry the extra ones? Come on. 
Yeah, come on. You'd be paying extra. But there's all this baggage that we have. There's this war going on. And inside of every hurt and inside of every bag is an outfit that we put on that feels good, but it's an old way to think, not a new way. Do you know that most of us, and I'm older, so I can say this, we continue to dress in the era that the last time we felt good about ourselves. I'm not poking fun, I'm being honest. My kids make fun of me, but that's okay. No, I'm serious. We do, because we want to go back to feeling good about ourselves, but the problem is, is that many times to feel good about ourselves, we need to feel worthless, abandoned, rejected, and hurt. And we start putting those things on and we don't even realize it. And until you, until you realize you got some baggage you're carrying, you can never get free. So where does this baggage come from? Because we, we're all going back and there's this war that this defines you. Your baggage will define you. Divorce will define you. Your pain will define you. Unforgiveness, will, those things done to you will define you. You don't have to live like that. You don't got to live that way. And you say, well, the stuff done to me wasn't that bad. I just got some little bags. Well, little bags are big bags. You got some bags. So where do we get these from? How about past experiences? How about just the way you grew up? The attitudes and beliefs of the way you grew up. Do you realize that in Pittsburgh, there is a very, very negative thought process in Pittsburgh. Like it or not, in Pittsburgh, nobody sat you down and said, listen, I don't think you realize. When you're in Pittsburgh, we're negative. The only thing they're positive about is the Steelers. That's the only thing people get. But as soon as they lose a game, every, that negativity takes over. Am I right? Come on, tell the truth and shame the devil. Come on, somebody. But the, the, it's, it's, it's where the home we grew up. It's in the families we grew up, in the neighborhoods, the cultures, the schools. And we just grew up. And the other thing in Pittsburgh that I don't know if you realize this or not, but everybody was, was unintentionally taught to dislike and distrust leadership of any kind. Any boss, any leader, there is a, there's an intrinsic don't trust them. They're out to get you. So we bring all this with us into the kingdom. And we wonder why we're not experiencing the, the, the truth of the gospel of Jesus and the truth of the word of God because we're, we're not thinking through it with sanctified reasoning. We're thinking through things with an unsanctified, unholy reasoning and wondering why we keep getting the same results. But we need a new thinking. We need a new thought process. That's what we're in desperate, desperate need of. That's what we must have. So because all these things turn into all men are fill in the blank. Something negative. All women fill in the blank. Oh, here's some goes. All Republicans fill in the blank. All Democrats fill in the blank. All young people fill in the blank. All white people, all black people, all Asian people fill in the blank because of our perception. If we were to stop you outside the door 
before you come in, and, and, and if you're first time here, and if somebody stops you and says, let me tell you what you're going to experience. When you go in there, they are bigots. No, listen to me. They're racist and all they want is your money. That's all they want is their money. They're mean. They're nasty. All they care about is themselves. Go ahead. What do you think you'd find if you went in there? You'd be like, you're right. They are. But if we said, no, they're nice people. They're friendly. They love Jesus. They'll sacrifice for others. See, we have a bias to find what we're looking for. And we all have a bias to find what we're looking for. It's amazing to me. I can preach on Sunday mornings. And one person can come to me and says, that's so shallow. I got nothing out of it. It was like useless and, you know, boy, I wish, wish you could get deeper. And the next two people come up and say, that changed my life. That was so awesome. That was so deep. I got so much out of it. You really helped me. What was the difference? No, what was the difference? It was the thought and attitude that I'm coming to learn. I'm coming to grow. I'm coming to glean. God is going to change my life. And one is, I heard it before, I know that, tell me something I don't know. Big difference, am I right? So our thoughts and our attitudes about God, about other people, our perceptions that create our reality are built because of baggage, not because of the truth. And we have to replace our thought process, but if we we never expose it, we're never going to get free from it. Real events that happened to us. You were laughed at as a child. You were made fun of. You were unwanted. There was a divorce that happened. All of these things create mental images about you that are contrary to the way God created you. To the way God created you to be, but we have to dismantle them and then remove them and replace them with the right thing. Today is all about revealing it. I'm just trying to get you to realize you got some, yourself some baggage. Because you got to you come, to, because we, we have this bias in our mind. We have self-doubts. We have worry. We have fear. We have all these things are contrary to God because we have this filter You cannot defeat an enemy you cannot define. And many of us are fighting other people. And we're fighting our spouse. And we're fighting with our kids. And we're fighting with the boss. When that's not the enemy. What would happen if every marital, every person that's married in this room, that you you don't have any arguments anymore, you just have discussions about what the enemy's doing to your marriage? It would change your marriage. Am I right? And every time you go to church and you're convinced that nobody loves you and nobody cares about you and you're not wanted, if you expose the enemy that doesn't want you connected to that. See, there's a real enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy. But there's this thing called renewed in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. I want to get to another renewed now. 
Here it is, the apostle Paul writing, don't copy the, the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. Come on, how many of y'all want to be transformed into a new person? Isn't that what we signed up for? Come on, is that what you signed up for? I want to become a new person by changing the way you, by changing the way you, yeah, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, we got this old unsanctified reasoning that we're trying to put God into and we can't get to this renewing, which is different. It's to make fresh. It's a new development by God's power. And you can't get to this renewing until you go back and get the other renewing, which is sanctified reasoning. But once you unpack the baggage and you call it what it is, the enemy doesn't have authority over you. That's what Jared was preaching about this morning. He was trying to, trying to say, look, you don't have, we have authority over this stuff. We don't have to be a victim because as long as you don't define your baggage, you get to stay as a victim. That's why most people don't like admitting they're wrong because they like victim. That's why most people can't actually voice out loud what their, their issues because it allows them to stay as a victim. It allows them to stay in their stuff. Mark my words, I've seen it. I continue to see it. I continue to watch it happen. We got to get out of victim mentality and get into the metamorphosis God's created for us here. See, how many... How many of y'all have a phone? Y'all have a phone? And every now and then on the phone, it says, update required. You ever see that update required? How many of y'all just ignore that? You just like pretend like it's just gonna go away. It's just, how many of y'all just, I'm never gonna update. I don't know what that means. I'm not doing it. Phone worked when I got it. It's gonna stay that way. Come on. What happens if you don't plug in your phone to a power source you can't update? But the problem is, is many people are trying to get this renewing, a new way to think, but they're trying to do it on an old, outdated operating system. You can't update your new, fresh mindset from God with an old, sinful, carnal operating system. You got to get rid of that operating system and get a new one if you're going to update properly with God's power and God's help. See, that's, that's the thing. With a new thought, with a new attitude, we can do this. We can unpack this bondage. We can allow God to transform our lives. Why? Because the devil, Satan himself, I just want you to catch a couple key words about him. He is a liar. He's a deceiver. He's an accuser and he's a schemer. There's, you can look up every verse there. I'm telling you, look them up. That's what it says. And some of y'all are listening. You have an old mindset that's deceived. It's under accusing. It's lying. It's deception. And it's being under scheming. But you got to call it what it is if you want to get free. So here's three things I want you to do. You ready to do something? If it was good enough, Jesus preached so you would do something. The apostle Paul recorded things so you would do something. I'm, I'm preaching so you'll do something. I want you to do three things. I want you to do three things. You're going to write these down. It, it, it's going to help you. 
First thing I want you to do is admit you have a pattern. No, you got to admit you have a pattern. You got to admit you got something going on. There's a pattern. There's a deception. There's a perception in your life that all pastors this, all church that, all this, all that. There's a pattern. Just maybe, just, just listen to me, just maybe. Everybody else isn't the problem. Maybe you are. No, I, I love you. This is Pastor Rick, and I love you. I'm, I'm trying to help you. But when you go through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different occurrences, it, and it's always everybody else's problem, just maybe it's not everybody else, just maybe it's you. That's a hard pill to swallow. And to be honest, when I started, when I started receiving this about 15 years ago, 16 years ago, I started getting free. It wasn't, it wasn't pleasant because the truth always hurts before it sets you free. But you got to admit you have one. You don't have an issue. You don't have a, you don't have a problem. Listen, there's a bad pattern in your life of a thought process. The next thing you got to do is you got to ask for help. You got to ask for help. No, you got to ask for help. What do you see in me? What do you see? What's the pattern you see in my life? What is it that you see that I'm doing that's hurting, harmful, hopeless? When's the last time you sat down with somebody and had a real, real conversation? Help me identify the patterns. What do I keep doing in my life that I can't see? See, this transparency, it'll change you. It'll help you. If you have somebody who loves you and doesn't want to just beat you up, if they really love you and say, yeah, I see you doing this. I see you. I, 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 I could go on and on. I see what you're doing with your family. I see what you're doing with your kids. I see what you're doing with the boss. I see what you're doing here, there. You just have this pattern in your life. Ask somebody for help. Please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Ask somebody for help. Last is you have to actively pursue freedom. You got to actively pursue freedom. Because, because once, you, once you get through you get, I'm worthless. Why, why am I, what's the pattern of worthlessness? What's it putting on me? It's putting on me deception. It's putting on me evil. It's putting on me fear. It's putting, I can't relate to people. See, you start unpacking these things. You say, wait a minute, this isn't who God's created me to be. Listen, this isn't who God's created me to be. You can drag your luggage right over here like this. And this is what we're gonna get to in the next, next week. You can pick up your worthlessness and you can put it where it belongs, right at the foot of the cross. That's where it belongs. Jesus did. This week, I just want to get you to step one. Because if we don't see, if we, you don't get a sanctified reasoning and you don't start thinking things, like you don't start uncovering it, we can never get you free. And so you get to start taking all your stuff here and you get to start taking this rejection, put it where it belongs foot of the cross but you got to be willing to unpack it and it's going to hurt these next couple weeks are going to hurt but it's going to help you in the long run it's going to help you I'm telling you I want to help you you got to do these how many of y'all believe you can do these three things How many of y'all believe you just saw something in there today? You, you really, you got, maybe you have some baggage you didn't think you had. 
come on, a hurt, a pain. That's why we prayed for people today. Would you just stand to your feet so I can pray for you today? I'm so grateful that you're here today. I'm so grateful. You could be doing a lot of things, but we're going to help you get free. We can break the patterns, church. We can break them. How many of y'all believe that your marriage would be different if you, if you could, if you, not your spouse, if you could change some things in your heart? How many of y'all believe that? How many believe that your family, your home would be different if you could change, if you could change the way you think, right? Come on. How many of y'all believe it? Amen. Grab a hold of it. Heavenly Father, I pray, Father, for every person gathered here right now. Lord, I ask you, God, for the grace on each and every one of them, Lord. God, that you would uncover the patterns this week. That you, God, together we would un, unpack the baggage and we could get an update from heaven that works, Lord. God, I pray for all of us this week, Lord God, that, that you would begin to reveal and uncover what's really in there, Lord, so we could walk in freedom and be who you've created us to be. So God, I thank you for this time. I honor you and I pray for these people, Lord, that as they take good looks at themselves, that who you are, God, and who they are would change in Jesus' name. Now I wanna take this moment and I wanna ask you a serious question. I wanna ask you, do you have a day, a moment, or a time where you gained a sanctified reasoning? where Jesus Christ has become the forgiver of your past and the leader to your future. If you don't, you came to the right place because that's why God put Bridge City Church on this planet. So that people could begin a relationship and people can become everything God's created them to be. So if you don't have a date or a time, but you'd like one, you'd like Jesus to forgive you of your past and be the leader of your future, this is what I want you to do right now. You want a sanctified reason. You've never prayed this prayer before, or maybe you did it a long time ago, and it's just something you used to do. But you're saying it's time for a re-up. I just want you real simple just to raise your hand right where you're at. Just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, that's me right now. I need that sanctified reasoning. Anybody here today, anybody say like, oh, I need something new. I, got, I, I want to start over. Anybody at all. Now, if you, I get it if you don't want to raise your hand. If you're here and you got a connection card, you can put your name on it. and You can say, Jesus Christ, the forgiver of my past and the leader to my future. That's just as good. So God, I pray, Father, for every person here today, Lord, for that sanctified reasoning, Lord, and those renewal. Let this week be a great week for you. In Jesus' name.